If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Bachelor people got another two hours they squeezed out of the season last night. They added two hours because of the 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 longest unedited clip in reality television history, which they just aired a breakup in its entirety, which really made me feel like we're into a combination of natural-born killers and, uh, and idiocracy. The Truman Show, maybe? Yeah, the Truman Show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of technology and happiness and unhappiness, as we have been for the last several minutes, we'd like to welcome uh, Aza Raskin to the Armstrong and Getty Show. He's the co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology. He is also a name you might know if you're into the tech world. He's been part of a number of the websites and apps and that sort of thing that have made a lot of headlines, but is kind of, uh, well, he's, he's, he's entered a different chapter in his life. Aza, welcome. How are you, sir? Thank you so very much. Glad to be here. It's it's our pleasure. What is the Center for Humane Technology, and what are y'all up to? Yeah, so, you know, when I, uh, I used to help uh, build uh, the open web at Mozilla um, early on, and there, like, the promise is that technology was supposed to make the world better, supposed to democratize our um, our voice, let everyone have a voice, 
uh, let everyone find their, their, their crowd and community. Um, but what we found is that, you know, what technology is supposed to do would support us, but instead it seems to be now addicting us and pulling apart the fabric of society um, because our companies are addicted to the money they make when they grab our attention. Um, they don't take a stand on values and then they inject their valuelessness of their platforms and society conforms to them. And that's a big reason why we start to see that discourse online is just falling apart, that we get hyper-polarized and foreign actors can use the platforms that we created because it's to, to polarize us and push us apart. I've noticed a certain are. meanness on social media. Have you picked up on any of that? <laughs> no, no, never, never. Yeah. No, yeah I but... had never thought about that addiction part, though. I think about the addiction in my own life. I am... I feel like I'm addicted to the to the phone, which is just it's troubling to me. But then almost all of us work for a company that's addicted to the money they get off the clicks. So they're doing various stuff to keep individuals addicted. So we work for companies that are trying to keep people addicted. It's well, that's quite a cycle. Well, to try I don't. To break. Maybe you do. I don't. I'm not saying that publicly. Please. <laughs> My company is blameless. <laughs> any, any, pure of spirit. That aside, uh, that is quite the uh, circular problem. Yeah, that it is, um, because we're, we're, our companies are caught in the zero-sum race for our finite attention. And if you think about what capitalism did, uh, you point it at the earth, and it starts to extract all the resources from the earth until it's depleted. You point it at our minds, and it starts to hollow us out. And so what we feel as addiction, and we feel as a loss of community, these are direct responses to how these companies are making money. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such an interesting problem and such an intriguing, you know, puzzle to try to find solutions. You can forbid people from dumping mercury into streams uh, pretty successfully and for pretty good reasons, and you can get everybody on board. But the idea of Mark Zuckerberg doesn't get to intrigue me. Right. I mean, that's a hell of a fight. Your product is too good, so you need to kind of make it worse because we're all using it too much. How, how do you legislate that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting problem. Like, our, our method of governance is now based on a centuries-old model of humanity. Um, we sort of think that, yeah, if we can't stop using technology, it must be just our fault. But then imagine that technology is sort of like nicotine, where nicotine, like, it addicts you, right? Um, and in the, the recent version of the, the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual for Mental Disorders, Addiction to technology is now a diagnosable thing. Robert Lustig, who, um, who did a lot of work on the addictiveness of sugar um, with Gary Taubes, you know, that's his new thing to talk about, is that these addiction pathways follow the same dopamine pathways as substance abuse. And so I think we need to start thinking about it at this level for us to make the kind of change. But, you know, one simple thing is if companies like Facebook were responsible or YouTube were responsible for what they put into trending. Um, there's a the safe harbor law. It's from the 1996 Communications Act. It's called Rule 230 that says uh, internet companies are not responsible for content posted by users. Um, and that means they can just wash their hands and stand back and be like, hey, it's not us. Uh, we don't want to be the ministry of truth. But the truth is when they don't cure it or when they, when they don't, 
and they just make their uh, users decide for them. You just start giving people the things that they look at, and we always stop and we look at car crashes. We're just feeding ourselves car crashes. When you stare at car crashes, that's what we get. Yeah, so you just boy. Make these companies uh, responsible for the things they put curatorial like power into, like when YouTube made the trending video, um, the top watch video, the Stoneman Douglas high school conspiracy theory about them being actors, right? Like they need to be responsible for promoting bad content. And that's one thing that we could start to, to do. And obviously we can put public pressure on them, but free, you know, free speech is going to stop any, any laws from being involved. Um, and, and, and if, and if public pressure caused YouTube to, or, or Facebook to, um, to monitor that sort of thing, isn't just some other company going to say, we'll let you do anything. And end up making a gazillion dollars? Yeah. Well, this is why we need to be having this conversation at the, the public level. Because if we, if we just keep running around sort of chasing the, the ball, we're just going to be playing whack-a-mole. I yeah. think we're doomed as a society. That's my, my, it's my, uh, <laughs> that's my answer to it. Oh, yeah. you should be, Asa, be... you're young and idealistic, and it, it's charming, but we're, <laughs> we're doomed. Um, no. Asa Raskin is the co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology. I just I fear we're into uh, cure being worse than the disease time when we talk about you know who is going to curate and by what standards and that sort of thing. The libertarian in me would prefer an approach whereby you and we and anybody with a living soul is telling people, People all the time how you're being exploited why this is unhealthy and and urging people to check out or manage it as opposed to trying to manage it when because what essentially and this is this is probably unfair because you're a great guy but what we're discussing is appointing a bureaucracy of ideas that will decide which ideas are okay and that always always ends up being a terrible idea mm. I mean, we've always had to have some sort of gateway for ideas. Um, and so when really what we're doing now with these companies is we're just outsourcing uh, the curatorial process to algorithms, right? And we're saying, oh, it's, it's literally the trolley problem. Um, so what's different now than it's ever been before is that instead of it just being like television um, there's something which is artificially intelligent, figuring out everything you've ever watched, everything you've ever clicked, and then sending you the perfect thing to influence you um, and keep you hooked. They, these companies now have 24-7 influence on us because no media before has been with us when we wake up because phones are the first things we, we watch when we wake up or look at. The last thing we see before we go to sleep, we check them 150 times. And they control our social connections. First thing I, I do when I look, wake up is look at a sunrise on my phone. Um, <laughs> uh, what, but my question for Joe would be, what if it turns out, and I know a lot of people are screaming that, you know, only idiots uh, get addicted to this and, you know, you know that that's their fault, thin the herd, whatever. But what if it turns out, what if it's actually just true that human beings are not capable of resisting this? What do we do as a society? Well, I, you know, it's funny you should ask that. I was just uh, contemplating as uh, Aza was talking that this is a perfect example of a topic where, um, you know, I'm asking devil's advocate questions. I have a point of view, but I am much, much, much more interested in discussing this than advocating one point of view or another mm-hmm. b- because it's such an intriguing question. And 
And while I may, you know, take a more libertarian view of some of these things than and Aza might, he's making some really, really excellent points. And, and we need to think about this for a very oh, well, long time just for because this, it's so powerful. Well, just for the sake of the question, what if it turns out that people just cannot resist this? What do you do then? Something. Well, and, <laughs> and, and remember, remember. And I'll stand behind that. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Aza. Sorry. Remember that the problem is going to get worse and not better because... You know, ads right now are, are, are okay targeted, right? You look at them, especially on things like Instagram, you're like, ooh, so they sort of know me. Go just two or three years out because technology is exponentially getting better and our supercomputers are getting better at predicting what we like. The more data they have, the better they can predict us. And so you go two or three years out and you're like, hey, these ads are starting to be perfectly targeted and I really like them. The next video on YouTube, I really want to watch. And it's actually... It's talking to some core part of what I exactly what human to grow. What the algorithm? And all of a sudden, you're like, we're going to get, we are going to get further and further and further enmeshed. If once once the algorithm and it'll get there can satisfy all of Maslow's hierarchy of needs for a human being outside of shelter, can just match those because it's figured out what you need as a human in terms of social connectedness or belongingness or whatever, and it provides that to you. According to, to you know the best psychologists, that's what we're designed to want, and something is filling it, fulfilling yep. it in our phone, right? And that gets or to our the computer. heart of what we're trying to to talk about here is that we are, and this I know sounds a little bit like out there and alarming, but we're at the risk of outsourcing our humanity to algorithms, and so this is about protecting the sanctity of the human mind, of the sovereignty, because we. We're vulnerable once you understand how to manipulate us. Right. And so if we can align technology's interests and our company's interests to be aligned with our interests, that's a good world to live in. But right now, these things are not aligned, and that's the problem. You know, and as a parent, Asa, we've we've discussed at length the absolutely horrifying uh, statistics, the reality of what social media is doing to our young people, the suicide rates among teen girls, in particular adolescent girls. Um, and, you know, given the fact that I hate to use the uh, phrase canary in a coal mine, per, 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 partly because it's a cliche and partly because, you know, children are not, not canaries. But um, that's right. If <laughs> um, if that observed horror, that observed damage isn't enough to make the rest of us say, wait a minute, there's a poison gas. And we need to do something about it. I don't know what would. But again, as we move into you know the world of solutions, I get really, really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah but, no doubt. But uh, it's interesting stuff, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I, I hope that this is not the end of our conversation, Aza. Um, let's find a time when we have some time and, and can talk at length and, and air some of this stuff. Would that be all right? That would be lovely. would love to have that conversation because this stuff takes nuanced thought. Oh, yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, it's, uh, God, it is so not, uh, you know, a five-minute conversation with a reporter about a bank robbery. I mean, this is, <laughs> we're getting deep here into the human soul. Uh, but we yeah. have no time. We've got to go to commercials. Azar Askin. <laughs> nice of you to be. Azar Askin is the co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology. I'll tell you what we'll do. Not only will we talk to you again soon and at length, but we'll have a link that folks can follow easily as long as they're addicted to the Internet uh, to read about what you guys are doing and, and to get more deeply into it. Azar, great to talk to you. Thank you. Lovely talking to you. Thanks. It, it makes perfectly good sense to me that we have figured out a w- ways to manipulate dogs to get them to do 
what we want them to do. Correct. Because of their needs for food and affection or whatever. We manipulate them into doing what they want. Mm-hmm. Same with horses, all kinds of different beasts. You can manipulate them to do what you want by figuring out their needs. Positive Sean. We've manipulated him into getting the tape that we need for the show. And to looking up, what is the trolley problem? Uh, trolley problem <laughs> is a philosophical conundrum where... There is a you are a person, an individual at the 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 switch, the track switch. You can decide oh. which which track the trolley goes down. Right. Do you let it, do you do nothing and let it kill the four people at the end of that track, or do you hit the switch where there's only one person and it, it's it's a philosophical conundrum? Right. That, exactly. That are you an students. active participant in one murder, a passive allower of four? Blah yes. blah blah. I get it. Okay, I remember that one. But my point was, if I thought it was that if you lean out too far for a selfie, you might fall off and be killed. Most other intelligent beasts on Earth, we've figured out a way to manipulate them, and they can't resist that because we've figured out their needs. Right. It's possible that, that algorithms, AI, will be able to do treat us like dogs. Oh, we have <coughs> needs that they've figured out a way to fulfill to get us to do what they want, and, and we can't resist it. Who is they, and for what purpose will they do this? Dogs right. don't say, you know what, you're feeding me treats, I'm getting fat, and I don't want to go over there. Right. So I'm just not going to eat it. They don't have that ability. Maybe we don't have the ability to resist whatever's coming next or what is already here i don't know so who's going to be in charge of deciding what i read you obama's death panels it's hard to argue with that i mean really hard (laughs) no almost impossible i have zero answers so presenting questions with no answers is kind of my thing then i walk out of the room i'm going to resign from this job and spend the rest of my life contemplating that question yeah Thanks for the support, everybody. I'm out. (laughs) Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The addiction of social media and the internet like this. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. There you go. I'm getting that tattooed on my bicep. Yes. That's a good idea. I've tried to memorize that a couple of times. It's so damn good. The great Al Sharpton. Can I hear that one more time? But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. We will much about. That's the part that always trips me We will much about that be committed. What's awesome about that is he didn't eject at any point. Right? You usually right. get that far off of a... Hang in there, Al! You just kind of start over or right. say, excuse me, or whatever. But uh, no, he kept going. Resist we much. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, resist we must, of course. And then you move on. But no, no, no. Because he's Al. He decided... I can save this. <laughs> I'm a but resist, we must. I'm a silver tongue We devil. must, and we will much about Look, I'll that just be I'll commit. work much back in, and people will think <laughs> I didn't screw up. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, there you go. Eh, what are you he's do? a charlatan and a thief. <laughs> Presenting you with problems that can't be solved, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So listen, um, 
the evildoers are regularly saying that uh, a government, uh, self-governance, uh, liberty, um, everything we hold dear, everything I hold dear, they're regularly trying to sell us on the fact that it won't work anymore. And what we need is a benign dictatorship always run by them to build some sort of utopia. And it's never been true and always ends in horror. But I'll tell you what, (laughs) the algorithm and the ever presence of uh, technology in our lives, that is a different case. You know, it's the old, uh, it's no trolley uh, dilemma, but it's uh, sometimes a, a, a difference in degree is a difference in kind. Something that's that powerful, that smart, and that omnipresent is an entirely different threat than the Hessian troops, if you know what I see what I'm driving at, than, you know, a foreign invader or something like that. So, uh, you and I... And I'm not so... So, so here come the angry emails. So, Joe, you're now you're arguing... In fi- no, just, just settle down. Why do they have to use that dumb voice? Settle, I don't know. I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> so, you and I grew up most of our lives without smartphones right so we have something to compare stupid stupid phones we have something to compare it to and it kind of bothers me that i spend as much time looking at it when i used to live my life perfectly fine without one at all mm-hmm. but younger people it's their whole <laughs> older existence like do your kids feel like they use them too much or since they've had them their whole lives that these you just think this is life i wonder about I'll that the younger them. set i don't know you don't have anything to a baseline really i worry about little d Way too much input, constant input, constant stimulation, friends, etc. I think maybe the smarter you are, the more susceptible you are to it. Anyway, what's coming up in News Marshal? Protests in the streets of Sacramento as the Attorney General lays out the argument against sanctuary cities and states. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, uh, I'm paraphrasing from fabulous tweeter Depp Shand, who's been with us for many, many years, but, um, so you're wrestling with the trolley problem? Trolley's coming down the track. You can either... You're the switchman. Right. You can either keep your hands off, leave what's happening alone... Fate. ...and four people will be killed, or you can actively throw the switch, knowing you've killed a person. You're responsible for that death. Depp asks, what if you find out at the last second that Schrodinger's cat is on the trolley? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Google it. (laughs) Go into the wormhole of Schrodinger's cat for a while and and, and enjoy yourself. (laughs) Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, protesters are in the streets of Sacramento, California this morning, letting Attorney General Jeff Sessions know they do not like the administration's policies toward illegals. And toward enforcing the law that's been on the books and is on the books. And Democrats don't want to change because they want the campaign issue. Back to you. KCRA-TV talking with one of the demonstrators. I think that uh, people have a right to also um, have an assembly and be out and hear their voices. So we're doing it in a peaceful way, but we're we're also taking back the street. We are also going to be standing together with them. We're standing alongside them. We're going to be here. And for those of us who do have citizenship privilege, we want to make sure that they know that they're not alone. Ooh, citizenship privilege. That's a new social justice warrior phrase we should all know. Yeah, I hadn't heard Check it. your citizenship privilege. Okay, will do. <laughs> 
uh, Sessions, <laughs> Sessions in Sacramento to announce the Justice Department is suing California over its sanctuary state laws aimed at protecting illegal immigrants, insisting, though... Let no one contend that we reject immigration and want to wall off America from all immigrants. Sessions... Well, wait a minute. I heard you are anti-immigrant. In fact, I've heard that a thousand times. Wow, I'm confused now. I would like to say that the Republican Party has done a terrible job of explaining this over the years. I've seen a a lot of high-ranking Republicans uh, let people use the term immigration when they mean illegal immigration and not correct them on it. Well, you're going to lose the argument every day if you're unwilling to wade into that. And that is pro-enforcement Republicans as opposed to pro-cheap labor Republicans who take bribes. From manufacturers and meat companies and many others saying, hey, dudes, you can do anything you want, but don't don't stop the flow of cheap labor from from the brown skinned countries, because that's exactly what they want. Both parties have been complicit for decades. Sessions going on to point out it's illegal immigration. The Trump administration and a majority of the American people are concerned about and want elected officials to do something about and create a rational immigration flow, protect the nation from criminal aliens, and preserve the national interest. It cannot be that someone who illegally crosses the border and two days later arrives in Sacramento, Dubuque, Louisville, Central, Iceland, New York, is home free, never to be removed. How can that be? Well, it can't be. That's stupid. No other country does that. That's pretty much what Jeff Sessions was saying. All countries would agree that illegal immigration is not a good thing. Well, and most Americans agree, like 90%. Yet you still can't get any movement on it, so I don't know what. Now, I have an update on a story I brought to you several months ago that I was uh, kind of laughed at for bringing it to your attention. But I want to give you an update on that out-of-control Chinese space station that has been falling back (laughs) to Earth for several months. The European How space high is it? How long does it take? The space agency, European Space Agency, has narrowed the window for its impact, but they still don't know where the 19,000-pound space lab is going to crash. China initially announced it would come no back. No idea? Like not even a, uh, a half the Earth you can break it down to? Nope. 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 It is out of control. It is spinning out of control. By the way, I bought a new amplifier, so yes. Chinese space junk is really loud now. Wow. Right. Wow. We you are guys a, were already one of the loudest <laughs> bands on we Earth. We are a loud band. Yeah, wow. Bring your earplugs. Anyway, the uh, space agency says now it looks like the Tiangong 1's eventual crash will hit Earth between March 29th and April the 9th, but again, the experts cannot pin down an exact date or exact place. So, adjust accordingly. Yes, because (laughs) the space lab is spinning again out of control. So, am I supposed to wear a helmet to work or what? (laughs) Yes, We need need to find Bruce Willis, put him on a spaceship, shoot this other thing with a rocket, knock it off its trajectory. That's how we always solve all his other problems. Clearly. You know, let's all agree that... Whoever is crushed by this Chinese space junk, we send a few dollars to their widow or mm. their family. Well, Go, if they're going to establish the FundMe GoFundMe account. If they're going to have yeah. a GoFundMe campaign for Becca, the jilted bachelorette woman, yes, who somebody will be actually just did fine. It. it will be yeah. just fine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, one last note. Jimmy. China. <laughs> See, the president is protecting the homeland. Well done, sir. <laughs> One last note. Jimmy Kimmel responding to President Trump's criticism of Sunday night's Oscars. Trump tweeted that it was the lowest rated Oscars in history. Kimmel, who hosted the show, has tweeted back, 
thanks lowest rated president in history. That's pretty oh, good. snap. Yes. That's pretty good. Yes, yes. Anyway, yeah, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. One last shot, Eagle. So you're engaged, and then your uh, your fiance says, I've decided to, I love someone else. Right. And then people start a GoFundMe page yes. for you, and you yes. get $6,000, which is the perfect amount to, like, just be hurtful. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's enough that you you wouldn't just ignore it. Right. But it's not like you're going to retire or take <laughs> buy a new car no. what am i supposed to do with six dollars no, that that's it that's all that I, six grand after taxes you make your rent yeah. for a couple of months no, maybe i guess yeah. i'll repaint my house right. or something oh. yay <laughs> i think i even saw a thing where she was just donating all the the go go for her stuff so that's that's all solid right. good on you good yeah, on you last you can now get a new stop. 4k tv <laughs> right yeah go buy a new television more charity less going on reality shows uh, uh. Well, how about the people who sent her money? (laughs) The foolish do foolish stuff. (laughs) I feel bad that you got dumped on TV. Here's a hundred bucks. You know, we really ought to do something for her. Look how hard. Send her $20, honey. Oof. What? Oof. No. There are are four words in the English language that end with D-O-U-S. What are they? I'll answer that trivia question when we come back. What do you think of that new ploy to keep people around? It's cheap. Yeah. You can just Google it's it. Transparent. Yeah. I think it'll be tremendous. Ooh! Now there's one. Three. three to go. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. couple seeing each other for the first time since that shocking split. You're making me really nervous right now. What's up? The more I hung out with you, the more I felt like I was losing the possibility of maybe reconciling things with Lauren. Yeah, I wouldn't use that one when I break up with somebody. You see, the reason I need to break up with you is because the longer I'm with you, the harder it is to be with her. So you can see my dilemma. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's not. The, Which yes. lines did he reject? Uh, yeah, no kidding. I, I find you bothersome. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> wow. But watching that, you know, and how real is it? I don't know. It it was pretty damn spot on for a number of breakups I've been on either end of. And it was just filmed. And it was something to watch. And there is no good way to handle either end of that. It it it, it just it's just bad. Right. There's nothing you can say if you're dumping them, there's nothing you can say that makes it better uh at all. And you keep trying because you want to feel better. You want them to feel better and you want to feel better. And there's nothing you can do. And then on her end, there's no good way to handle it. There's the pretending you're not upset, which doesn't work because you you obviously really are. There's usually a little bit of anger. Then there's a brief, brief, embarrassing, you look back on it um, with regret period of like practically begging. Right. What did I do wrong? Bargaining. Which is which is a low self-esteem move, but you, you get there at some point. Right. Um, yes, just, yes, I do. It, it was all ugly. <laughs> 
It was yeah. all ugly. How has humankind not crafted the perfect breaking up speech? Or have we and we've forgotten it? The one to three sentences that really kind of summarizes it and leaves everybody with their dignity more or less intact. How have we as a species not come up with that? The, you're a terrific person. I mean, I would tell anybody I met for the rest of my life what a great person you are. I just don't feel that romantic chemistry that a couple needs to survive, and I'm quite certain that I won't. But you are fabulous, and I wish you a happy life. Now, if you'll excuse me, and then you walk out the door. How have we as a species not perfected that? Well, the reason that's so difficult is that it's unlikely you indicated that up until that moment very much. Right. In fact, you've indicated quite the opposite which, consistently. Which, which leads them to believe. Or me you to be- lying bitch! Well, right. Which right. leads you to believe, depending on which end of you, but if you're on the, the dumpy end of it, leads you to believe, so you, you, I'm guessing you felt this way Thursday night when we were out. When did the deceit slash humiliation begin? You, mm-hmm. you told me you loved me Thursday night, looked in my eyes, so that must have been a lie. So, I mean, that's that's where it breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I add another sentence, <laughs> which I'm sure she's loving. I just can't wait to hear. I myself have found it difficult to come to terms with this change in my feelings and was trying to convince myself otherwise. For instance, last Thursday night, I apologize for this weakness in my own character. Now, if you'll excuse me, good day, madam. <laughs> I bid you adieu. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> oh, uh, no, it, was, it was rough to watch. I found it kind of painful. I found it kind of painful. People yeah. are complicated. Relationships are hard. Oh, they are. Well, <laughs> they, there's nothing. That's why we need a go-to one to three sentences. I We left a job once, and a sales guy, told, and there were some weird things where the boss said some things that weren't true and just weird stuff at the end. And this guy, the sales guy said to us, he said, it's always ugly at the end. And I'd never heard anybody say, but that is true. Yeah. The end of relationships, they're always ugly. They just are. And that sucks. There's no way around that. You're breaking something. Yeah. And man, when you're in the dumping, when you're on the getting dumped end, a lot of times it's just like, it's hard to wrap your head around it. It's just hard to wrap your head around the fact that it's true. Well, you have to reconvince yourself of it over and over and over again. <laughs> As the days go by. And the Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the complete powerlessness of it. You you have you don't want it to be this way at all, and you have no ability to change it. Right. That is that is tough. That's what it's, you can see on the, the chick last night on The Bachelor. It's tough to take. Yeah. And then you and then you think at some point, even though this is kind of, you know, superficial, but your friends, your family, all the people you're going to have to tell them this. Right. And it's embarrassing. It's tough. I, You know, someday way down the line, she'll be sadder but wiser, and she'll realize I never should have fallen for a, a gay, failed race car driver. Who went on a TV show to find love. Right. Who, who was... That was my first mistake. Who was... He, he said before he proposed, he said, I was still conflicted this morning when I got up, and I went for a long walk. So, and she hey, said at one point, she said, walk? Whoa, she, whoa, 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 she said at one point, so three hours before you proposed to me, you hadn't made up your mind yet. <laughs> Why don't you make sure you feel like this tomorrow morning? Yeah. And we'll talk again. Yeah. God, that's so Looney Tunes. It's so it hilarious. Is. It is. But according to uh, the fabulous, was it Colin in D.C.? 
It's all a cruel, cruel prank perpetuated by the producers against the pretty. And we get to watch them tortured for our uh, enjoyment. Because our perception is the pretty never get dumped. Right. Can't deal with it. Can't deal with no on any level. Well, and so we will torture them. But in actuality, the pretty do get dumped. They just get dumped by other pretty people. <laughs> right. Right. I think they get dumped less, though. I don't know. You don't know? I think... I don't... Hmm. Oh, what? There have been a couple of girls I've seen on The Bachelor say this. I don't know how many of them's true. Said, I've never had anybody break up with me before. They're also 22. That's true. <laughs> they are young. They've had maybe one relationship after high school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But when you realize that the gay race car, failed race car driver narcissist didn't marry you, someday right. you'll think that was a good thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, tomorrow if you're <laughs> a, not an idiot. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. I'm strong and Getty. I'm getting ready. Paul, final thoughts. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. What say? Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, guys. I might bring my parents into the radio station and show them the behind the scenes of the Armstrong Getty show. They've always wondered what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I can't believe that has never happened. Have we ever met your parents? No, so I think... Oh, yeah. well, That's not an accident either. <laughs> I expect them to get on the microphone and apologize for my behavior. Well, we've only worked together for how long has it been? Uh, about 18 years. Yeah, almost two decades. So, how would we have ever met your parents? Speaking <laughs> of rejection. Happy birthday to your dad, by the way. Yeah, yeah indeed. Thank you. Positive, Sean. Final thought? Yeah, touching back on the uh, the story from the New York Times about how social media is corrupting our, our concept of what news is. And a, a big part of that article was how important local newspapers are. The USA Gymnastics story got a lot of national waves, but a local newspaper broke that. Yeah. Even programs like Last Week Tonight rely heavily on local newspaper reporting. They are so important. Abraham Lincoln was important too, Sean. And like local newspapers, he's dead. <laughs> Get over it. Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts. <laughs> My friends, I've got another a cranky turkey alert. They are out in a number of neighborhoods. They are hostile, but I learned what worked to keep them at bay. An air horn. I now carry an air horn with me, and if they start attacking, I just blast them. It's your wow. rape whistle. You yes. carry an air horn in your car? Your car yes. has a horn on it. No, 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 no. The air no, horn works even better. Doesn't. His horn goes on. It's a squeeze horn. No, if you're out walking, they will attack oh, you I saw, yeah, That's yes. when the danger is at its most acute. That's right. Jack, your final thought. My uh, my son turns eight today, and let me echo every parent who's ever uh, gone through a birthday since the dawn of time. I can't believe X kid is this X number of years old. Yeah. Just, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah. Oh my, my parents gosh. probably still say that about me. Yep. Yep. You know, we'll let that be our final, final thought. Because mine is... Pretty good, but pretty horrifying. Well, we don't need that. No, we don't. Got four hours tomorrow. Yeah, I'll horrify you tomorrow. Something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, would you please? Drop us a line. Email us. Uh, our, uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We're out of time. Tremendous, tremendous, time. horrendous. What's the last one? I don't remember. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye.
Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. As a if you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.